welcome back to Creepy Campfire, your source for all things strange, the unexplainable, the infamous, and the mysterious. Here are your hosts, Jordan and Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Creepy Campfire podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And Jordan. And today we have a very special guest, my lovely wife, Cassandra. Hi. My sister. Yes. Yeah. So, I was having an interesting conversation with Cassandra and another one of our friends, and we were speaking about the um, the more spiritual side of Christianity that doesn't get talked about a lot. Things like speaking in tongues and prophesying and, and acts of the Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit. And it's just something I don't feel is talked a lot about, but I think it definitely falls in the category of supernatural and something that, definitely. that we talk about on the podcast. So we're happy to have my wife here. <laughs> Gives us a reason to have an interview, too. So Absolutely. Break up the monotony I, a little usually bit. Usually I'm in our living room watching Netflix, so it's nice to be a part. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Good to have you out here. Of course. They turn the heater on for me. You know, we, we like to nice keep guys. our guests comfortable and happy out in the out in the garage. <laughs> in the podcast lair. Yes. <laughs> Cassandra. It's yes, weird to call you Ryan. Cassandra because she is babe. I always say babe. Well, <laughs> she is yeah, my babe. Just assume babe and sis are the same person and it'll both be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, we'll do our best to call you by name. By name. It's so weird. Okay. It's so weird. <laughs> so before we get started, <laughs> we should probably explain a little bit on where the three of us fall on the religious spectrum. So that way you got an idea of our bias beforehand. Um, I am... I align with Cassandra quite a bit, um, very much Christian, but she has a better way of explaining things than I do, at least as far as this is concerned. Uh, so, yes, I am very much a Christian, a believer in all of that, but doesn't mean I don't respect other people's beliefs. Well, and have you been in the church since you were, like, grew up? Like I haven't been in the church. A little kid? But I, I mean, it's part of growing up in the South. In Kentucky, you're born, you're handed a basketball and a Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Yeah, I always had believed, but did not attend regularly until about five years ago. Okay. Yeah. So. Yes. Okay. My fault. <laughs> but but the belief was always there. That's ever ever since I could remember. Like it was just something you didn't question. Okay. And then, Cassandra. So I have a hard time saying that I was raised in the church because I was raised in a divorce household, and I explain those households as heaven and hell when I'm talking about them just because one was like a haven and the other one was like anything goes, no consequences except for always consequences. But I did always have knowledge of who God was, and because I did have a very high contrast that I was always able to see it made it really easy for me to solidify my faith early on because if you live one lifestyle that somebody is telling you if you live this lifestyle things are going to be happy and if you choose other choices there's going to be chaos and you are like being introduced to that in two houses you're like this makes sense to me so well and your parents in that household were very religious as well yeah yeah um, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm watching one set of parents mm-hmm. live the life of quote-unquote believers. Yeah. And then the, my other set of parents just kind of do whatever they wanted, which is fine. <laughs> but um, I'm trying not to badmouth my parents too much. But, like, one set of parents are addicts, codependent, bipolar, lots of words. So you just grow up in one very dysfunctional place and one very trying so hard to do the right thing all the time place so 
Okay. And, uh, Do you feel and like to, and to, that's fair, brother? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, and to contrast, I came from that other place. I yeah. came from that other household where pretty much everything went. And we went to church a, a handful of times that were spread amongst like 18 years or so. Um, so I've never been, I haven't really been in the church enough to, I mean, I guess I've never really found what my mom wants to say she found as far as like a religious experience that just like made her believe. I mean, she still doesn't go to church frequently or anything like that, but that's not what this is about. Um, I wouldn't say, I would say I'm agnostic is the closest thing to. You feel like that's fair. Best way to explain it. Yeah. And just to, just to clarify for me and anyone listening that doesn't have Jordan's vocabulary that is when you believe in a higher power right but Mm -hmm. you're not sure what that power is exactly well yeah like in fate and um you know uh, some some sort of grand design that I just I don't put a name on anything because there's just so many out there just wanted to make sure I was clear because sometimes I mix some of those distinctions up yeah (laughs) yeah okay so now you guys know where we're coming from Mm-hmm. So, Cassandra, a lot of these acts are, are I kind of want to say, just they're a possibility because of the Holy Spirit. Correct. And I was wondering if you could expand on the Holy Spirit and explain what, who he yeah. is to people that are unfamiliar. So, in the Christian faith, um, you believe in what's called the Holy Trinity, um, and it's called a Trinity cause there are three parts and the first part is God, the father. Um, the second part is God, the son. So Jesus, and then the third part is God, the Holy spirit. So God, the father is, the, is first because God was first. Um, God, the son, Jesus, because Jesus came after God and then Holy spirit again, third, because the Holy spirit came after Jesus. So, Jesus, how the Holy Spirit came, I'm not just preaching, I promise there's a point to this. So, after Jesus came to earth, and then he learned that he was going to be crucified and leave earth, um, well, actually, that happens, and then he comes back from the dead, which is the foundation of our faith, and then he says, I'm going to leave again, but I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm, I'm going to send you a comforter. And that comforter is the Holy Spirit. So you'll hear me say Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit. It's exactly the same thing. It's just that in, I believe Holy Spirit is a person just as Jesus and God are people. Um, so it sounds a little silly to say the it, God. Yeah, the it Jesus. sounds weird to put the in front of a name because I don't say the Ryan, the Jordan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, let me interject just a little bit. Yeah. Now, I know the Holy Spirit coming through after Jesus coming back and then leaving. leaving again. Um, the ascension. That was more so that everyone could be able to experience Holy Spirit at that time. Correct. But the Holy Spirit had made appearances throughout the Bible just in smaller ways just or like through God correct because yeah because from what I understand the Trinity it's very easy to look at it in a linear order yeah but in fact it's been that way always like there's always been yeah there've always been all three it's just there was a timing for us to interact with each of them 
I, I mean, I can go as deep into that as you want me to. No, I was just, just trying to stay very high level. No, you're good. I just okay. wanted to cover cover all the bases. Yeah. And, you know, th- maybe this all won't make the cut, but I just wanted to make sure the bases were covered and we're yeah. good to go. Okay. okay. Jordan, are you good? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of let I'm like letting you guys somewhat lead this because, again, you you definitely have more information pertaining and you have more of a knowledge as far as your religious experience as yeah. well. All right. So Cassandra, you're giving us a lot of great information. Um, but for anyone that is curious on like, who's this girl? Is this just somebody that goes every Sunday? Why don't you give the audience your credentials real quick? Yeah. So I was a intern for a youth pastor for quick math from 2010 to 2014. So four years. Um, but in that time, I also was in Bible college, and I went to another Bible college prior to that. So I've just studied extensively. I do not have any straight-up credentials because I got a real job before I became a pastor. But um, that is but that is my into background. The studies. Yeah, and I led. I was in a leadership position in church for five to seven years. Mm-hmm. So. What, what other credentials, like... How does it work? Well, yeah, I mean, besides being a pastor, what what else? how else can you claim to be... So you can go to seminary. Yeah. Um. So, basically, it's just pastoral. Like, you're either a pastor or you're not, but I yeah. don't think that you need to have the title. Like, anybody can pick up a Bible and yeah. study it. Like, there are so many... Well, that's kind of the yeah. point. Like, it, well, and there, it's for everybody. Yeah, well, and there are other... There are other church titles like elder, deacon, mentor, disciple, like different. But I mean, essentially all of those people can have the same information, but they just take on whatever responsibility they. It's just whatever point of leadership you get put in. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. And it's how much you've dedicated specific time into studying. Right. And there are a lot of Mm -hmm. pastors that are not credentialed. And that's how denominations, and we could get into a lot of it, but on a very high level, I was in church leadership for seven years and I devoted my whole life during that time to helping people understand the Christian faith and discover it for themselves and explaining biblical scripture. Mm-hmm. All right, Cassandra. So we've talked about how the, how Holy Spirit can't ha- has came, came about, um, how about you explain to us a little bit of what experiencing Holy Spirit is like? Yeah, so there are a lot of ways you can experience the Holy Spirit. Um, I experience the Holy Spirit personally through, I speak in tongues. Um, I move prophetically, which is a fancy word for saying that I spontaneously encourage people. Um I also can sense when the Holy Spirit is present in situations. You have a relationship with Holy Spirit. It's not just something that's forced upon you. It's something that's cultivated like it would be with any other person that you have in your life. The Holy Spirit is not forced upon you. So I I know dudes, sometimes you don't want to think about dating another dude if that's not your jam. But I always talk about God and the Holy Spirit specifically in general as a gentleman, and he pursues you. 
So he is never going to force himself upon you, and he is never going to put you in a situation that makes you uncomfortable. That is not the nature of Holy Spirit. You have to act like he pursues you, and you have to welcome it, and you have to, and then you can engage with it and work together um, and continue to build your relationship and get to know each other and get to know how you're comfortable interacting with each other. So for my story, I am a Pentecostal Christian, which means I am of the belief that there are signs, wonders, and miracles that can happen today, just like they were in biblical times. Um, so like Jesus raising from the dead or Jesus raising Lazarus or Jesus curing blind men and so on and so forth. That's of my belief system. So Holy Spirit has always been something that I've seen and been exposed to and known the concept of. When I was probably 16, no, seven, anyway, doesn't matter. When I was a youth, I, um, if you hear clicking in the background, fun fact, it's because the light in the garage goes off every three minutes. If there's no motion. Because there's no motion. <laughs> so when I was a youth at a youth conference, um, there was a specific service dedicated to inviting the Holy Spirit into your life. So when you are a Christian, there is two types of baptism. There's water baptism and then baptism of the Spirit. So again, it's a choice that you make as a person. It's not forced upon you. So the whole point of being baptized in water is to declare your faith publicly to everyone. Like, hey, I'm a Christian. I am burying my new life under the water and coming out and living this new life refreshed and clean and moving forward from that point. That's not to say that you'll never sin again. It just is symbolic of the fact that like your intention to leave that behind and move forward clean being made public. Um, go ahead. So I have a question. Um, so you said you're Pentecostal. Yes. Christian. What are the different distinctions and why are they so important? Specifically, the distinction of Pentecostal is just that they're the crazy spirit believing people. Um, that No, that's <laughs> okay. really it. Like, there's Baptist, which means that they're a little bit more conservative. There's Methodist, which I don't know a lot about. Mm -hmm. There's Latter-day Saints. Again, I don't know a lot about, but like every, but like Pentecostal were the crazy spirit people. That's the distinction for Pentecostals. Okay. That's not the most eloquent way to explain that, but. So let me, let me narrow my question down a little bit tighter. So, so when I, when I, when I ask how, tell me what you, what you, how it feels to interact with Holy Spirit. I mean, how does it feel like in that moment, like physically and emotionally in that moment? I feel like I don't have a very exciting answer for you. That's fine. We want the truth um, here. On because the I just feel like myself. There are other people that will tell you that they get warm or that they get butterflies. I, the way that I interact with Holy Spirit, like I invited God into my life a long time ago and Holy Spirit is God. So it's just like, oh, there he is. Got him. Like, mm -hmm. do you feel at this point you've had such a intimate relationship that it's just, just another thing? No, because I feel like. Can I ask that, if you remember the first time that you experienced the Holy yeah. Spirit specifically? Yeah. Um, I will talk about that, but I want to finish answering Ryan's question. Okay. 
Um, Jeez, Jordan. <laughs> Cutting in on my time. Like, I just, I just don't think, <laughs> I don't like, it ties together. it's not that I'm so practiced or used to feeling Holy Spirit that it's not special. It's just, for me personally, it's just, like, when he's there, I'm aware of it. Just like when you're aware of someone standing right. behind you, that's just my experience. Like, I'm just aware that he's there. Oh, absolutely. And I don't want to diminish yeah, but I don't that wanna... it's special or not. I just mean that at this point, it just feels more natural. Yeah, but it always kind of has, is my mm-hmm. thing. Like, and I, But I don't want to sound better or like I achieved some unlocked level that I'm now more comfortable than other people might be. Like, that, I just want to make that distinction. Just absolutely. for me, that's my experience. It's just something that you're used to. And yeah, but even when I wasn't, I was just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, there are definitely certain experiences because the Holy Spirit does not work the same way every time um, because we are people and we all need different experiences. So he caters to us that way. Um, but the first time that I felt the Holy Spirit um, was actually probably just growing up and feeling peace in situations that I it doesn't make any sense for there to be peace in. So, um, without going into a lot of long stories, that is as brief as I will be <laughs> about that. It's it's funny you mentioned the warmness and things like that because I think with the min with not minuscule that makes it sound bad with the encounters that I have had with Holy Spirit, I do feel that warmth. It's very subtle, but like I it, I can just tell. It's not just me. Yeah. Well, and I think I have not heard a lot of people talk about this, but specifically the warmth when you're about to do something that you're not used to doing, you have to build yourself up and get some adrenaline up to do it. And I think a lot of that warmth is attributed to that adrenaline. Um, Not that that's a bad thing that you like hype yourself up to do something that God's asking you to do. I think that's amazing. Continue to do that for yourself. But um, I, I have, I get upset when people make Holy Spirit look crazier than what he is. Yeah. Because it's just you following direction for something that you feel very strongly or Mm -hmm. specifically have heard. I don't want to take that away from Mm -hmm. people either. Like there are people that do audibly hear from God. Mm -hmm. That's not my experience yet um, or maybe ever. And that's fine. But I think the the basis of operating in the spirit is just you doing what you know God told you to do. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Feeling that tug on your sleeve that you don't really have an explanation for and then just following that. Um, like, I think there's more certainty in it than that, but yes, essentially. Right. Well, you you're, you feel more compelled to, to make a decision, make a choice or an action that you... That, that for me, I don't feel like I have the choice. So it's a little bit more subtle for you... Um, as far as outwardly, um, than it is for that I that I feel more more subtle for you than it, than it's been portrayed sometimes. Absolutely. Um, I mean, because there's you know like the possession of the Holy Spirit and stuff like that, and I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that or what your take is on it. Well, I feel like people have twisted speaking in tongues to be possession of by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, technically I'm always possessed by the Holy Spirit because I asked him to live inside of me. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, again, like it's my, that was my choice that I made to allow that to happen in my life. And I live my life out of that belief. So 
I don't know if I really just answered your question. Well, I'm, I just mean like, in in not trying to make light or or say that it's, I mean, because I no, or, I, I, I have no idea, but I mean, I I had asked you before. Um, when it comes to like you'll you'll see on you know on TV or, or whatever. Yeah, the televangelists, the, the big grand churches, and you know you get somebody that's possessed by. I mean, I would assume it's they're they're thinking the Holy yeah. Spirit at that point, and. And then it just like spreads. Yeah, they get so many people up and about, and they're yeah. All doing these so I have a big problem with that. Um, there was an instance where there were some of our, there was a specific gathering that we were following, um, in the. So I was a youth leader, so I was in charge specifically over high school kids, mm-hmm. um, and there was a gathering that we were going to and it was known to be a little bit more radical with the spirit, meaning just like outwardly accepting and very, very like the kids were very, very hungry to experience it with that part. Not a bad thing. Um, but there is such a thing as called grieving the spirit and kind of, which is basically just means mocking it. And that like kids would like throw spirit balls around. So like, oh, I'm going to throw this invisible ball at you and then you're going to fall onto the ground and lose it for a couple seconds and pass out because you'll be, you'll be have, let me use your words, possessed by the spirit. Yeah. And like, no, but it makes sense in that, in that capacity. That's perfect. Um, so I like, I'm like, no, it's not a game. Mm -hmm. He's not a toy. (laughs) Um, I do believe that there can be outpourings of the Holy Spirit. I don't think that that's false. I know that because biblically it happened. Specifically, if you want to know, go read the book of Acts. But um, I don't like when it gets cheapened because it's not a gimmick. It's not like a party trick that we do. Like, it is a serious thing that will, like, when you experience it, will change you and you will live out your faith differently once you have experienced that. So I, I disagree with you want people hungry for the real thing. Cause otherwise you're, they're going to be really disappointed and they're going to feel like something's wrong with them when they're not falling on the ground, writhing, having a seizure because they don't have the Holy spirit. So it makes me really mad when people fake it. I mean, just like for maybe people that, that already are religious or maybe haven't experienced it, but want to, um, going into it. I mean, if, if, if they see that, you know, the, the, the big grand churches, yeah. the big grand gestures as well, um, as what they're supposed to be doing, or, I mean, I guess who's to say what you're technically supposed to be doing, but yeah, I think that might be a turn. I feel like that might be a turnoff for some people that, feel Oh, like it's that's a, not necessarily what I'm trying to get into. It's a big turnoff. Yeah. Encounters with the Holy Spirit are all about obedience. Um, so before I... I'm going to use me speaking in tongues and we'll get into that. The details of that in a little bit, I'm sure. But the, when I... The first time I spoke in tongues, I was led by somebody. And I was just told to just open my mouth and start talking. Like, just... Even if you're just making noises, just start and ask the Holy Spirit to take over. And he will. Real quick, when you say you were led by somebody, you mean an actual person. There was a person on the stage that was giving us guidance if it was something that we wanted to do. Yeah. Gotcha. Just, just making a clarification yeah. that it was a, 
another It was not human. another spirit leading yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Um so so that I mean that's that was my experience. Like I was like, "Yep, I want to do this. I feel like I'm ready for this." Um and I appreciated that experience more above another another time where I was in a church service and it was just expected that everybody was spirit filled and which is a fancy way of saying that you've invited the Holy Spirit into your life. So what I appreciated about my experience of speaking in tongues the first time was that it was something that I got to voluntarily enter into with some guidance as opposed to just being expected to be spirit filled, which is a fancy way of saying inviting the Holy Spirit into your life and then interacting with him. Um, But for somebody that didn't necessarily just want to go into craziness and start doing something crazy without knowing that they could or what was happening or how to use it. Um, There are a lot of services like that where you just see people around you immediately before anything really happens or anybody's led to do anything, just gargling psychobabble. So and we'll say we'll say now that all of the terminology. I mean, this is coming from somebody who's been a devout, yeah, <laughs> religious person like their entire life. So, yeah, there's I a am, lot of sensitivity out there. Yeah. But this is coming from somebody who has experienced a lot of it and knows yeah. what they're talking about. So. I mean, I gargle psychobabble, so it's okay, guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> you so you you had briefly mentioned it a little bit, and I uh, there. So we've 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 spoke about being filled with the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to cheapen them like parlor tricks, but I think that there's a couple topics that we need to talk about. Yeah. So that way they aren't looked at like parlor tricks and people can kind of understand what's behind it other than just speaking out whatever garble comes to your mind. Sure. Um, so let's start with a little bit with speaking in tongues and kind of go into some detail about what that process is even like. Yeah. Um, so speaking in tongues for me happens when I am praying. Um, and it, it really is the spirit praying on your behalf. Um, and again, I talked about it a little bit earlier, but there are two kinds of baptism, one baptism by water and the other one is baptism of the spirit. So, um, it is, it is another way of your faith kind of washing over you. I'm going to use a church word here, interceding on your behalf. So stepping in and acting for you while you take a back seat. So when I don't know what to pray, I pray in the spirit, which is praying in tongues. Or if I am overwhelmed by a situation and I feel like my words don't have enough oomph behind them, I pray in the spirit. Um, and really speaking in tongues is just praying. Um, and talking to God is just praying. So it's is just it, a different way to do it. Is it you kind of handing mm-hmm. over the reins because at any given time it knows what's best for you? He, I mean, it, it definitely can be, but it's also more just like, I mean, I'm just going to say yes, because okay. that's the simplest way to answer that question. Okay. okay. So when you are speaking in tongues, do you, do you understand what you are saying? Like, does it, it's kind of like when you, if you are a bilingual and you can understand, even though you're speak like you, I speak English, but if I was speaking something in Spanish, I would think it in English. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, do you understand what you're saying when That's you're speaking question. in tongues? That's a good question. Um, I do not. Um, there are people. So okay, I, when you're talking about gifts of the spirit, speaking in tongues is one of them. Another one is the gift of interpretation. So I don't have that gift, but what that gift does is say Jordan started speaking in tongues and I was like, oh, I know what he's saying and I tell everybody what he's saying. That's the gift of interpretation. So it's an interpreter like an interpreter would be for any other language. Um, Have you ever met anyone that has both the gifts of speaking and interpretation? Yes. Okay. Um, They could not that person could not interpret their own tongues. They could interpret other people's. Um, and they don't know. They can't be like, that is 17th century Italian. <laughs> like, they don't, they can't do that. But, I mean, but there are some people that I also have witnessed. Um, well, I've never witnessed an interpretation directly. But I have witnessed via other people's stories. So I guess it's not really witnessed. But I have heard stories of there was a guy that spoke in tongues and he was speaking Mandarin and he was somewhere in the South. So like, that's not somewhere South U.S. of A. Um, so my, my home country. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not a place that Mandarin is necessarily found widely. So I feel like I've never, okay. So I've never seen an interpretation, um, of tongues. Yeah. Of tongues specifically. But I feel like if you had, like, if you had just experienced that, and then you have somebody trying to tell somebody else what you were just going through, what if they're like just making it correct up? So that's that is where you faith just go along with it. Or? That's where faith comes into play. Like I feel like they could keep it so vague that it's just. Oh, like, they can, they can. Um, all positivity. Yeah. Well, I think a part of it is or, is you know. being able to trust that person to to kind of know. Well, right, but I think that that undermines the fact that it's a gift a little bit. That's um, I mean, you have to you have to trust your environment, but like also, usually when that happens, that message that is interpreted is specific and very clear to the people that it is being told to. So, um, and again, a gift. So. Sorry, I just keep thinking of different stories and how deep I want to get into them. So if I pause, it's because I'm editing my brain. Um, you don't have to do that. I can edit on the computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there, I'm also trying not to keep you guys here for like nine hours. So there's, it's just specific to the environment that you're in. So again, if Jordan started speaking in tongues and I interpreted, I'd be like, I feel like this podcast is going to reach the most followers it's reached since it's been conceived as an idea and I think that you're going to have your first three reviews by the end of next week and you will see X, Y, and Z happen as a result of that. Like it's usually, it's not like you are going to see growth in your life. Like, thank you. It's what, not like a palm yeah, reader. Yeah, no, like no, a... it's usually specific. And the person that res- if it, if it's specific to a person, it, often is verified and that's kind of how you know um it's the real deal there are people again that fake it and Mm -hmm. that's frustrating Mm -hmm. um and why we're kind of looked like why interacting with the spirit is kind of segregated in christian well and again something that's not talked about 
very often or openly. I no, feel. I think I think the reason why people are scared is because it's so stigmatized and because it's faith. So like you can argue faith all you want, but at the end of the day that's what it is. Like I'm just choosing to believe it. Mm-hmm. That's it. The end. Like I that's just what it is. So I think people are scared to just let that be their bottom line and be willing to quote unquote lose the argument because you can't defend that. Like at the end it's just your decision. Yeah. So you've mentioned um, gifts a little bit, um, gifts of the spirit, things that people are a little, that are, well, they're gifted at it. <laughs> um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So is speaking in tongues something that anyone could do? Yeah. Um, again, it's not going to be forced upon you. You have to want it um, and ask for it and be willing to interact. Um, but yeah, anybody... Anybody can do it. Cool. I just wanted to just just to be clear because I don't know. I think it's something that you could hear like, oh, I'm if I'm gifted at interpreting, I could never speak in it. And it's just wanted to cl- like make it clear that it's something that could be done by anyone. We're called to do well. We're not. Jesus said we would do greater things than what he did. So. I don't think it's fair to put limits on your gifts if Jesus thought you could do better than what he did, with the exception of dying for everyone's sins. Very well said. <laughs> so let's let's go on to our next next topic, uh, prophesying. And so in the in the stories of the Bible, there's many stories of people having visions, um, seeing things, and not like specifically like, oh, I see myself at Subway. Subway is not a sponsor yet. See myself at Subway next week eating a meatball sub. It's sometimes they can be very vague, very symbolic. um, Just a but there is some that are very specific, and there's just a wide spectrum. Um, But that is also something that continues in today with with current day prophesying. Um, I was wondering if you could kind of expand on that and explain what it means, especially right now in today's time. Sure. So rein me back in if you need to. Um, but prophesying is just encouraging someone. Um, I would say this is probably how I interact with the spirit the most. That's how Holy Spirit and I communicate and um, interact with each other the most. It's not hard. It's just weird. And that is not a quote from me. One of my friend's husband said that and I was like, agreed. Um, and again, I just all of a sudden have, okay. So within, I'm going to define some terms that I will probably use. So sorry. Um, within prophesying, there's a few things. There are visions, there are what's called words of knowledge, and that is when you get specific information for somebody that you would not have otherwise known and you want to give that to them. Um, I'm going to actually just leave it at those two because just keep it. No, I think that's important because I don't think it's understood that that's kind of that prophesying is a blanket term for a couple different things. I think it's yes. just typically viewed under the, the visions that you spoke of. Yeah. So. Um, so with visions, I don't, I don't get that. Um, that's not the way that prophesying works for me. 
Um, people also have what are what's considered prophetic dreams, which are a little bit different than visions. Um, again, they're like a normal dream, and it's usually future focused. All well, prophecy is always future focused by definition of the word. But um, so dreams, visions. I don't operate in that. I'm not going to speak too much about it because mm-hmm. I don't have experience with it. Um, nobody's ever had a vision for me that they've shared with me. Um, however, words of knowledge, I am very familiar with and do operate more in. And on a very basic level, it's just encouraging someone. Um, and it could be about their current situation or the future. Um, probably the best example I have of that is I was at a hookah bar in college and one of the workers there was coming to reset the coals on our hookah pipe. And (laughs) um, all of a sudden I just felt like I needed to talk to him about the men in his family and that I needed to tell him that he was going to lead them out of the season that they were in. Um, Like I can tell that you're struggling and whoever the patriarch was now is not. And I feel like you're going to fulfill that role and I feel like the jealousy that was there is not going to be there anymore and that that relationship will be restored and that you'll be past the torch. Um, and I did not know him. What was his response? He was like, thank you so much. I really needed to hear that. Like, I really needed to know that I was going to be, I was going to be okay. Cause it's been really difficult. Hmm. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, you can be in a hookah bar and still operate yeah. in the prophetic. <laughs> um, but kind of what an experience of that looks like. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I mean, that can happen a, a more specific... Like, there are definitely more public declarative words of knowledge. I've also been in church services where a prophetic evangelist, so a traveling encourager, um, will come and be like, oh... I feel like there's somebody in the audience who needs healing in their left leg and like, we'll call a specific person out of the audience and pray for them, um, to be healed. Um, and you know, sometimes they walk away healed and sometimes they walk away not. Um, but the Holy spirit meets us in the Christian faith. You can interact with him one-on-one. Absolutely. But, any time two or more people that believe are gathered, he is in their midst with them. So he is, he's always accessible in that time. Um, and he wants to, he wants to interact with his people and commune with his people. And I think you see exaggerated exaggerated expressions of that because people one get overexcited and two just get so hungry for it that they want to that they want to prove it they're like this is going to happen um and a lot of things is like fear of failing um there's a lot of guilt and shame associated with the christian faith because we're supposed to just believe and when we have questions or doubts or when we're not feeling the almighty god that's supposed to always take care of us taking care of us um, people will fake it and it sucks, but it's kind of the reality. 
What do you mean people will fake it? People will fake healing. People will fake their experiences that they're having. Like, it won't be Holy Spirit. It'll just be them mm-hmm. acting like, a fool. Mind over matter sort of thing? Like, no, more like um, they'll... Like the fake speaking in tongues and things yeah. like that. They'll, they'll feel or, so much pressure that yeah. they'll, even though not saying they never can or never have spoken in tongues before, they feel a lot of pressure to be on all the time. So yeah. even when they're not feeling that that relationship with the spirit, they, they're like, well, there's people looking at me. I can't just not do it. So then yeah. they, they spew out some, some non-tongue tongue talk. Tongue twister for you. Or if, good. Um, or if, like there is a pastor on stage that's calling out, like like his help is calling out healing, like for healing, um, and everybody knows that your left leg has been hurting you and you have issues, but you don't feel like that's you that he's specifically talking about. Well, it has to be you because you're the one. Like you've got to stand up. And again, there's obedience to interacting with the spirit. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that person standing up. I think that's the appropriate reaction. What I think is the inappropriate reaction is after you're prayed for pretending like you're completely healed when you, if you know that you're not. Um, and I think it's inappropriate and I think you perpetuate, yeah, you just perpetuate false hope. And I think that that can be really, really detrimental. Okay. Is that... I mean, because obviously... I mean, how do you feel about the term blind faith? I think... I don't like it. I mean, I figured as much, but... I feel like that kind of has a hand in... I kind of feel like it's an oxymoron, because... You have to... Like faith is believing when there is no logical reason sometimes yeah so like and and that's not to say you can't have informed faith some of the time but i do feel like there's moments like that's the point of faith well i think there's i think what i like better than blind faith is childlike faith where you just accept things because people before you have told you and their trusted sources um and you have a little bit of imagination and whimsy as a child. So it's also something that you're captivated by because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a problem with that. And I think that's good and that's healthy. I think blind faith is not, I don't, I think blind faith is more about following a leader and not necessarily a God. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. And that's across any religion, any, yeah anything that's not just tied any, to any the christian faith. faith yeah 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 anything else that you can think of that that isn't talked about as much or not touched on uh, as much perfect that's exactly what i was about to ask so yeah. i say if there's anything that that is kind of more in that supernatural realm but hasn't had the proper explanation behind it that you feel not necessarily controversial but yeah um maybe misrepresented I think I think a lot of faiths are misrepresented as a whole um, and I think that's what's caused a lot of division in believers across all faiths um, so I think that sucks because I think we all agree on a lot more than what we think we do um, 
of that point in itself, but I also don't think it's fair to credit... I want to be careful with how I word this, because I absolutely believe that the god that I believe in is the one true god. But I can also recognize that the Muslim down the street believes that about Allah as well. Um, and that's their right. And I don't know where I was going with this anymore. But I just think that the more that you defend... Like, if, it, if you have two people defending one true god that's a different god, you're not going to get anywhere. So I think there just has to be a level of respect when approaching this topic. That, like, it doesn't really matter how I exercise my faith. It all comes back to, like, again, like, I, I just believe this. And I think in order to have healthy conversations, you just need to understand that at the end of the day, that's what it boils down to for that person. Everybody has their own level of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's really unfortunate how, like, I mean, what what do they say? You never talk about it at a dinner party or whatever. Yeah. You know, what is it, politics, religion, and sex? Yeah. Well, with this one, though, I feel like... Religion being, like, the first and foremost, usually. I mean, we talk talk about ghost sightings on this show and, and things like that that bleed into a supernatural realm. And if you're going to talk about those topics, then you have to discuss, like, what the faiths are behind those those issues that could be the probable reasons. You yeah. know, like, it definitely, I think this definitely bleeds in. And and I the one reason I wanted to bring it up the most is because there are supernatural aspects, not just in the Christian faith, but in every faith. But in the Christian faith, that, especially because it is so widely viewed and quote-unquote mainstream um that things like speaking in tongues prophesying um over people um and powers of the holy spirit have been the few times that they are out there they're, um, excuse me the few times that they have been practiced publicly they've just been practiced but no one explained behind yeah. that and i think that it's cool to hear from the horse's mouth of someone that has experienced that in the moment what that feels like connecting with something that's not physically you can see right there yeah. you know what's what's more supernatural than that mm-hmm. and oh my. my experience again I like my experience is more about with spirit is more about being obedient and I, I don't want to discount other people's experiences of having butterflies, of feeling heat in their body, of anything. I just think that what it boils down to is even when you feel that, you move out of that feeling into action to do whatever it is you're supposed to be doing. And that's that's bottom line what it is. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Cassandra. You're welcome, Ryan. <laughs> thank you we really appreciate it um yeah it's been fun it's been interesting to to dive into this jordan we, how we do you could, feel about we it we could literally sit here and talk about this all night yeah um but we won't do that to you guys no but then we might have to have a like a return yeah i mean not you know not specifically on the same thing but a return uh well in in the middle of the episode i was thinking i was like maybe like a fate discussion or or other similar topics. Yeah. 
I feel bad because I gave very big overviews and I did not get super specific. So if you have more specific questions, I'm happy, whether it's now or later, happy to mm-hmm. come back and answer them. Yes. And listeners, email those in. I mean, we want to hear them. Uh, you know how to reach us, but I'll, I'll reiterate it. You can email us anytime about anything at creepycampfirepodcast at gmail.com. Um, and that's anything. Questions about this episode, any other episode, um, topics for the future. Even if you just want to say hi and tell us what you think of the show, we really appreciate any feedback we can get. And along with feedback, just a quick reminder, our next Urban Legends episode will be covering Illinois. So if you're a listener in the Illinois area, in the Illinois area and you know any creepy urban legends, uh, some ghost that's frequently spotted in a graveyard bigfoot in a certain county in illinois um anything like that let us know we want to talk about it so you guys are next on the block um jordan that'll be next thursday yeah that will well i won't say thursday because i don't know well we'll be recording it next thursday yeah okay yeah yeah (laughs) but whether it comes out thursday will be a different story but that's our next episode and Mm -hmm. then following that will be be a jordan jordan led episode which i don't think we're sure on the topic yet not yet but that's okay we've got some time another thing i wanted to talk about (laughs) is thank you guys so much for listening um and you you have to be spreading the word because a couple days ago we had our highest download day to date and and not by a little by a lot like tripled it and we just want to say how much we appreciate it. And we just encourage you guys to keep pushing, keep spreading it. Word of mouth is huge. Post episodes up on whatever social media you're on. Um, we really appreciate it. And we're going to be, so we're going to, speaking of social media, we're going to change the, I'm going to change the the name of the Facebook page so that nobody's getting confused. Um, just a Creepy Campfire podcast or maybe just Creepy Campfire um, it, it's currently creepy campfire stories and my, not everybody might, will be able to find, you know, not know to look for us there. Um, but as well as that, we're going to get some, we're going to try to get an Instagram going, get some pictures of us up and then, uh, probably get all of the, um, episodes posted on that new Facebook page links to all of the episodes for everybody. Yeah, so you guys jump in. We want to make this a fun little community where we can just sit around and talk about weird stuff. Um, like I said, don't be afraid to to let us know any anything that you've experienced. There's we're not no judgment here. You know, we want to hear these stories. Um, yeah, and keep it moving. Don't forget to like, rate, share, all of that fun stuff. It really helps the show. So I guess until next time, everybody. Stay ghosty. Stay ghosty.